0: Hello everybody, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you're watching by video, you'll see that we're in a little bit of a different studio space here. Something that God's put on my heart at the beginning of this year of 2022 was to take the podcast on the road a little bit and go to different locations where the Lord is really moving and God is just setting people free. People are getting saved. The body of Christ is being edified. The Lord's really moving. And so I had the wonderful opportunity to be here in Wichita, Kansas. And so if you are new to the show, we have a new episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Spotify, Apple, Podcasts, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to uh, to tap in. And so next to me right here, we've got Dr. Brian Simmons. Hey. Thank, thank you so much you for good joining good me to today. see you, Michael. Love being with you. Oh, absolutely. And so this man of God right here has been such a blessing in my life. He's been on the podcast a few times now. Um, he's been a, tre- a tremendous blessing to uh, me and my wife's ministry. And um, anyway, he's the he's the lead translator of the Passion Translation. We'll talk a little bit about that here in the beginning. And then um, tell us a little bit more about your ministry, Brian.
1: Well, we uh, have been missionaries, pastors, and now Bible translators. Candace and I happily married 50 years. Amazing. And three kids, 10 grandchildren, and we just love our family like any, mm-hmm. any dad or granddad would. Absolutely. But uh, thrilled, honored, and humbled to be a part of this great thing called the kingdom of God and bringing the gospel to the nations and bringing a fresh, dynamic revelation of the word of God to people who are hungry, mm-hmm. who are really thirsting
0: for truth. Absolutely. My parents just celebrated their 50 year anniversary as well. They've got nine grandkids. And so, but they love the Lord and what a legacy, you know, it's important to, you know, God's raising up a lot of young voices right now. And it's so important. I love sitting with um, people that have experienced been serving the Lord for years and years. And so you've got a lot of wisdom. You've been a pastor. You've been a missionary, uh, itinerant minister, you know, and now lead translator of the Passion Translation. And so I know for those who uh, may know a little bit about your ministry and maybe have heard some previous podcasts, share with us a little bit about the Passion. We're going to read from it today. Yeah. So how did that that begin a little bit? I know there's an encounter there.
1: Well, there was. Uh, Thirteen years ago, I had a a very amazing encounter with the one we love, the Lord Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I was given this commission to do the Passion Translation Project, and uh, he promised that he would help me. And that he would uh uh, you know be my strength and help and i can say 13 years he has helped me immensely so that's been uh my delight to take the word of god and and to uh, from hebrew greek and aramaic and bring it into a modern dynamic uh powerful version that i believe is going to touch a generation for christ absolutely
0: absolutely the first time i read the passion translation was the song of songs And one of my favorite books of the Bible, the Song of Songs, the Lord just ignited my heart through that book. And so I, I believe the Lord loved me ever since I got saved, but I didn't believe He liked me very much when I wasn't quite, you know, lining up with what I believe the Word of God said. And so, but God just broke a lot of chains off me. And when I read the Song of Songs and the Passion Translation, that was my, that was the language of my heart. That was, you know, the Lord's heart towards me. And so... Um, anyways, beautiful. I love it. So where's the passion at right now? I know that the New Testament's translated, and we have yeah. a good portion of the Old Testament translated where?
1: Well, we have uh, Genesis, Isaiah, I have finished, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, and all the prophets up through Malachi. And I'm okay. finishing up
0: Malachi as we're recording this today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What a journey. You said you've been translating for Thirteen how many? years. Thirteen years. Yeah. Wow. Probably another five or six
1: years left Okay. So, yeah, I, I think the entire love, yeah. span of work
0: on this will probably be about a 20-year project. A 20-year project. Yeah. Wow. What a labor of love right there.
1: Well, it's changed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it may have blessed other people, but it's really touched my heart. This, you know, every day in the scriptures, every day mm-hmm. communing with the Lord in, in the revelation of the Word of God. And Absolutely. It's, it's changing me.
0: Yeah, I love the footnotes. You share so much revelation, breaking down the different Hebrew, Aramaic, so much that God reveals to you in the process of translating must be phenomenal. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to you today about prayer. And so this is a subject that I feel like a lot of Christians, you know, have a hard time with um, in, some, in some spheres mm-hmm. and some, you know, a lot of people do. Um, but prayer is our communion with God. It is everything. Yeah. He's, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's our papa. He's our father. He's also our husband. He's our bridegroom. And so um, prayer is meant to be the uh, communion and sharing with Him and living life with Him. And I know just because, you know, I went to Bible school and I've met a lot of believers around the world in my travels and everything. And I know this could be a hard subject for some people. Some might view prayer as mundane and they're just making themselves do it because they feel like they should because that's the... Christian thing to do, or even just maintaining a continual kind of discipline in that. They have a hard time with that. And so I'd love to talk about the subject of joyful prayer, because that's how the Bible explains it, really.
1: Yeah. I think the thing about prayer is uh, when you just say the word prayer, people often guilt will rise up (laughs) because who prays enough? You know, who prays the right right way? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know (laughs) if there's a wrong way. Mm -hmm. We're we're just to pray. But uh, prayer without guilt A Mm -hmm. guiltless prayer life Mm -hmm. of knowing who you are in Christ, that we have uh, blood bought access into the heavenly realm Mm -hmm. for the Father to hear our prayer. Why can't prayer be enjoyable? Why can't it be something that we look forward to at night? We go to bed knowing I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to have some time to pray. Mm -hmm. So I think enjoyable prayer is a fascinating topic. I'm glad we're talking about it today. Mm and uh, there's a scripture in Isaiah 56, mm-hmm. verse seven. And of course, from the Passion Translation, it says, yes, God says, I will welcome you into my holy mountain and make you joyful in my house of prayer. I will accept every sacrifice and offering that you place on my altar for my house of worship will be known as a house of prayer for all people. So that, that joy of communing with God can be expressed, yeah. you know, in our in our passion-filled prayer to Him.
0: Mm-hmm. I love how you talk about guilt-free prayer. Guilt-free prayer, because that's the key there, I think. Because when people, like you said, they think prayer, they think I'm not praying enough. I'm not praying the right way. That person prays more than me. Look at that guy at church. He's obviously more passionate about God than me. But when you start, when you encounter Him, and you encounter His grace and His tenderness and His love towards I'm you, lie. it becomes. It uh, transforms from have to, to want to, get to. Yeah. And there's a certain time in our life where that ha- Did that happen right away for you when you became a Christian? Or was that kind of progressive? No,
1: it was progressive. And I started like everybody else did with prayer being a duty. It was just like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour in prayer today. And like <laughs> two minutes later, I'm going... Uh, what do I say now? So <laughs> like that, the generals of old Smith Wiggles, when they oh, hear about these people that
0: prayed all day, all that day, would read God's oh generals. God. And it was like, I don't pray like that. I don't no. pray as many hours as him.
1: But over time, you know, and I think mm-hmm. discipline plus time equals delight. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it just took discipline and it took me time. Mm-hmm. But eventually I came to the place where prayer is my supreme delight and joy to be with Jesus, to commune with the Father, mm-hmm. to, to know his voice. I'm practicing listening prayer, yeah. which is you know uh, f- prayer can't be a one-way dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's not a shopping list of what we want. Mm-hmm. It has to be listening as well. Mm-hmm. Any relationship you yeah. want you want to be able to communicate, but you want to be able to listen to, to one another. Vital, yeah. And so with God and he, he has things he wants to say to us, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've been waiting for you to come so I could tell you this you know, and to really receive the impartation of His presence, of that joy, that's the delight that He has when sons and daughters come before Him. And to hear His voice, Mm -hmm. His now
0: word for what He's saying to me.
1: Mm -hmm. So I, I love, I'm learning to love that place of prayer.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I was in Bible school several years ago, God began to speak to me about rest and being silent in His presence. And that was very foreign to me because I grew up in a Pentecostal, you know, kind of church. We're just praying in tongues and we're pacing and we're declaring and we're, you know all of that. And that's good. All very, um, you know, um, authentic ways to pray. But the Lord is teaching me how to be quiet in prayer. And that's very hard, I think, for a lot of people, especially with all the distractions and our phone that's always calling our name. And, you know, we have these responsibilities. We have to do this. We always got to feel like we're being productive, right? When we're praying, it's like we've, as humans, we have this need to be productive, right? And so, but at the same time, like it took me a few weeks to really like. I remember I'd fall asleep. I'd lay there and I'd fall asleep <laughs> because I was doing nothing, right? I just I wound up becoming a glorified nap, you know. Well, I believe God was even in that. But even then, it was it was a journey for me to really be able to calm my thoughts and to really enjoy that place of prayer. And now that's honestly my favorite style wow. of prayer.
1: And I think asking questions. I recently yeah. I, I've been asking God questions, Lord. Uh, What do you feel about this? Can you give me your heart Mm. about this? The other night, uh, a few weeks ago, I went to bed and I had just read a a really very scathing, harsh, critical review of the Mm. Passion Translation and some things that weren't even true. But I went to bed asking God, Lord, how did you respond? Could I have your response? Mm -hmm. And immediately I heard the Lord speak to me. And he, he said, the way I handled persecution or rejection mm-hmm. was I gave it to the Father. Mm-hmm. And I looked to my Father, and I mm-hmm. knew that I was doing His heart and His will, and that I had one person to please, yeah. and it's Father oh, God, so good. whatever the Father wants me to do. Mm-hmm. So I felt uh, something, I absorbed something in prayer that night, and it just, it really strengthened me. It, made my spirit buoyant. And I think listening to God and being questioning, mm-hmm. God can handle our hard questions. You know, if you read the Psalms, David is saying, how long God? Sure, and and sure. I, I, reading the book of Habakkuk, the first two chapters, he, he kind of whines a lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and He says, Lord, why are you letting this happen? Sure, and why yeah. is this going on? So it's legit to ask God questions. It's okay, God can handle it and wait until he starts answering your questions. Mm-hmm. And that's phenomenal. So yeah. I, I'm finding listening prayer and of course asking, you know, asking mm-hmm. for answers. Yeah. And uh, some sometimes I don't get an answer, mm-hmm. but we walk by faith, don't absolutely. we? Absolutely. So we, we still have strength, even though we don't have answers mm-hmm. immediately to every prayer, mm-hmm. we have the big A answer, that's who right. is Jesus Christ and,
0: oh, and his
1: strength will sustain
0: us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And God gave us an imagination. God put that in us. That wasn't the enemy. We always talk about vain imaginations, right? we got to cast down the vain imaginations, which is biblical and right. We need to have our minds renewed. Right. Um, But God gave us the imagination. Absolutely. And, you know, the way when I started, um, when I first got saved, I didn't even know I was doing it, honestly, but I was just so in love. I just like, you know, I just want to be with him every moment, every hour. Right. And that's and we could live that way continually. But I would lay on my bed and I would just meditate on him. I would turn my attention and I would turn my affection to him as I was laying on my bed, ready to go to sleep. In that time, I would just think about the word and like some certain scriptures would bubble up on the inside of me, I would just meditate on the word. And sometimes God would put a picture in front of me and I would I would see a picture or a vision of some kind or God would speak to me. And then some nights maybe there was, you know, nothing happened, my yeah. heart was still engaged with him. And I feel like that's something we need to talk about a little more in the body of Christ. Like We can imagine Him and meditate upon Him, and He gave us that. Well,
1: you know, the the word in Genesis 1, where it says, God said, let there be light. That is not the usual word for said. Mm -hmm. That word can actually be God thought or imagined. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, before God created the world, He imagined it. And knew what He was going to shape and craft. So the sanctified imagination, when you apply that to your prayer life, uh, you know, we can see visions. We have uh, supernatural uh, antenna inside of us right. that we can receive from God as well as ask Him our request. We can receive from Him. Yeah. And sometimes God's answer will be a vision. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've probably had some, and I've oh, had yeah. a few as well. And, yeah. and they, they calm my heart. They uh, I had a vision once praying I was asking God about the church that I was pastoring this was many years back and, and uh, I had a vision I saw myself changing the oil in a Chrysler in an old Chrysler mm-hmm. and Chrysler you know I, yeah. I knew that that was the church <laughs> oh yeah okay. and I was giving it an oil change mm-hmm. and and I was all gunk and I had dirt and grime all over me but the Lord came and kind of wiped wiped me off clean and it was all fine. I knew from that vision the answer to my prayer God was going to change the oil in this old church and bring some life and vitality and and, uh, dynamic power Mm -hmm. into the church
0: again. Yeah I think it's key also with hearing the voice of God that's also another subject that you know believers want to hear more about we want to hear the voice of God we're created to hear the voice of God but when we begin to enjoy him and delight in him and in that place of prayer, and when we begin to be quiet in His presence, we're not just always talking, but listening. Like you're talking about, it becomes so much easier in the everyday um, things of life that come up to really hear His voice. Kind of cultivating that yeah. every single day. Yeah,
1: to to hear the Lord speak is the sweetest thing mm-hmm. in the world, and even His correction is sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's because He loves us. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that He loves, He disciplines. You That's know. Right. And, and so I, I want to hear His voice. And I, I think the greatest um, hindrance to hearing God is thinking that God won't speak to you.
0: Oh, yeah, I believe you got to
1: break that off mm-hmm. and get faith in your heart. God is going to speak to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray to Him, and I'm going to listen, and He's going to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do what He tells me to do. Mm-hmm. That, that's the relationship of, of, of sons and daughters mm-hmm. with, our, with our Father.
0: hmm Oh, yeah, I love the scripture. I believe it's in John. I don't want to butcher the verse in in scripture right now, but where Jesus says, I'm the shepherd. You are my sheep and you hear my voice. You will not listen to the voice of a stranger. I believe it's John 10, yeah. And so um, I love that because it's like, okay, well, the lie of the enemy is I can't hear the voice of God. God doesn't want to speak to me. God can't speak to me. These are the lies that, you know, we as people believe. And if we believe that, then that's kind of what we get. Like it kind of clogs up the airways yeah, yeah. there. But when we have trust and confidence in the fact that we can hear the voice of God. He's our shepherd. I'm the sheep. I do hear his voice.
1: He says, you, my sheep will hear my voice. So right. we, we're not going to be deceived. I mean, mm-hmm. we can be deceived. I understand that. But if your heart is broken, open, tender, yielded, responsive mm-hmm. to God, you're not going to be led astray. You
0: can hear the voice of the Lord and it will, it will bring peace and direction into your life. Oh, I believe that. I want to read a scripture here out of the Passion. Yeah. I do have a copy of the Passion Translation right here. And so I highly recommend it. Man, so beautiful. Um, and so I'm going to read from uh, Psalm 16 here. Yeah. All right. And I know, um, yeah, I've traveled with you some. I've heard, you know, your messages a lot. I've read from the Passion. And I know you share about the word presence here. Yeah, um, in. in this, uh, towards the end here. I'm, I'm going to read it, okay. and I would love a little bit of insight there because when people think of his presence, they don't often think about this side of things. But I'm going to start from verse 8 in uh, Psalm 16, and it goes like this. Because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken, for I experience your wraparound presence every moment. Uh, My heart and soul explode with joy, full of glory. Even my body will rest confident and secure. For you will not abandon me to the realm of death, nor will you allow your Holy One to experience corruption. For you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to bliss that brings me face to face with you. And I'll just let you, I'll let you share on that because yeah. that's beautiful.
1: Well, the, that is a beautiful passage and, and David really captures the cry of our heart. But the word for a presence, you can't really say the presence of God mm-hmm. in, in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. There's no word for the pres- to be in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. The way you say it in Hebrew is you come before his face. Mm-hmm. It's the face of God. And, and so when we come In prayer, we're coming before the face of God. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Before his face, you know, and he's not distracted. He's hearing us. He gives us focused attention. One of the love languages, you know, is focused attention. Mm -hmm. And he he hears our heart cry. He sifts out the nonsense. He sifts out the motives. Mm -hmm. He sifts out the words that maybe are clumsy and don't really express what we're really feeling. Mm -hmm. And he hears the heart cry. And he interprets our prayer. What a high priest we have <laughs> that mediates, that like is before the Father, praying for us mm-hmm. as our prayer partner and and wow, I just love that, that God delights in us coming before His face. At His right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. And we're at the right hand of God. We're seated there. So we have pleasures forevermore that we can experience
0: today in prayer. Oh, absolutely. Uh One time when I was in Mozambique um, with Heidi Baker's ministry, I had several encounters in Mozambique that were life transforming. But one of them, I was just worshiping. It was a Sunday you know, at church and there was dirt and it was hot and Uh everyone was dancing and it was wild. And um, I had this vision when I was worshiping, and it was Jesus seated on the throne. And He said to me, I am in you, yes, but in the same way that I am in you, you are in me. Wow. And I saw Him at the right hand of the Father, and He was just he was speaking to my heart like you are with me right now in the throne room of heaven. And it was that co-seated reality yeah. that you're talking about. Right now we are co-seated in heavenly places. Yes, we are walking around on the earth in these in this natural body, absolutely, but we're in two places at one time.
1: Bilocational ministers.
0: <laughs> Bilocational. We're in two places at one time. Yeah. We can connect to that heavenly reality. Amen.
1: Amen. And we're,
0: and we're 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 coming into a place of prayer from that place. Yes. Of being co-seated, life-changing. Amen. Oh man. Amen. It's what so joy.
1: Good. Rivers of pleasure flow through the garden of bliss. You know, the garden of Eden is the word bliss and delight. God put us in a garden of bliss and delight. Mm -hmm. So no wonder he loves to see our face. Song of Songs, chapter two, show me your face for your face is lovely. Let me hear your voice. Your voice is is sweet. So uh, see your voice as sweet before God. And that's the key to enjoyable, uh, guiltless prayer.
0: Oh yeah, he sees us in Christ. I'm so glad. <laughs> that is that is the key, though, to joyous prayer. I believe that. When I began to embrace grace and understand that He became my sin yes. so that I would become the righteousness of God in Him, and He sees me through that filter that Jesus is the other side of the covenant, that we could not fulfill it. It's a covenant between God the Father and Jesus the Son, and we are in the Son. My, my. my and Lord. everything that He, um, you know, everything that He deserves is now ours in wow. Christ. Beautiful thing. Michael,
1: your heart. I just, I love your heart, man. <laughs> oh, We're wow. like, Soul brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Come on.
0: I want to read one more scripture here um, that I think is one of my favorites, and I think it's really important. Um, and this is in 1 Thessalonians yeah. chapter 5. Because um, this is one of my favorite scriptures, honestly, and I love the way it's read in the Passion Translation, and so amazing. But um, verse 16 says so 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, go into uh, verse 18. And it goes like this Let joy be your continual Feast, make your life a prayer and in the midst of everything, always give thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. and ah, it's just you know talk on the subject of prayer and coming confidently before God, face to face with him. We need to understand that, like you said, and like we said here, that it is a, bi- like we are bi-locational ministers. We're in two yeah. places at one time. Right. We can continually live in His presence. It doesn't yes. need to stay at a conference. It doesn't need to be only in a prayer room. It doesn't only need to be in our closet. We can commune with Him and connect with Him at all hours of every day, Absolutely. no matter where we are.
1: I think even in our sleep, you know, oh, yeah. we can, uh, he, he, he communes with us and we can commune with Him and that's called dreams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to be a walking prayer meeting. <laughs> to be the Holy of Holies on two legs. Yes. To see ourselves as the, the most sacred sanctuary of God's presence. Mm. Inside of me is mm. the living Christ and the Father and the Spirit. So I'm carrying like Mary the Christ of glory. Mm-hmm. And, and this thrill of knowing that he hears my cry and I can every moment commune with him. Michael, there's nothing
0: sweeter. I mean, that's better than a vacation in Hawaii.
1: It's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I remember when I first started to catch that revelation, I would wake up in the morning and I would just go, Jesus. And then, whew, wow, Who? he's here. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he, he was always here. But just one moment of acknowledgement brought that sweet, tangible manifest, manifest glory that our heart longs for. Yes. You know, when I remember I would go to the house of prayer in the morning, newly saved, and I'd be striving for two hours, you know, feeling dry. Yeah. And then God would break through in his mercy, you know, and I would experience him. And there was ups and downs because yeah. there was so much striving involved. But when you begin to catch that revelation of, wow, he's in me and I'm with him. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, amen. Everywhere I go, he goes. And that was his idea. that's right that was his idea that wasn't our idea he wants to be on the inside of us I think a lot of believers may be like how could God want to live on the inside of me is he constantly turning his face or does (laughs) he leave when I sin but anyways
1: yeah we're the temple we're the new temple he doesn't live in buildings made with hands but in the bodies of believers and that that verse that you read let joy be your continual feast that that see that verse comes before the prayer verse, so it's it starts with joy, and I think knowing that our delight is in Christ and His delight is in us, mm-hmm. that opens the door for our heart to, to know you're accepted and to know you're you're celebrated, you're loved. Mm-hmm. Of course, you'll want to pray. Of course, you'll want to commune mm-hmm. with somebody that is endeared themselves to you like that. Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: joy is the key to. Uh, becoming a walking prayer meeting
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's possible yes it's very much possible well, my wife Jesus has made that my model.
1: wife has taught me that She really <laughs> I've, I've read 90 books on prayer I wrote a book on prayer called sure. throne room prayer but yeah. but the greatest lessons I've ever learned on prayer my wife has taught me
0: amazing just
1: her example of, of night and day endless she uh, right now I'm sure she's praying <laughs> wherever she's at she's praying for me and and our you know, are yeah. recording here today and oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. just amazing.
0: Oh, absolutely. We can learn a lot from our wives, right? I'm uh, absolutely. Married eight years. I'm learning. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you said how long you've been married? Well, 50, 50 years, yeah. 50 years. Well,
1: eight, that's a good beginning. And you know, eight is a number of new beginnings. So amen. this is going to be a new year
0: of wonderful that. bliss for you yeah. and your wife. We've been experiencing that as well. And so I receive that. And so yeah, thank amen. you so much for that. And for those who are listening right now, we just want you to know, watching, listening. We want you to know that your prayer life can be absolutely, can, can have an overhaul actually. If you feel like, wow, I'm just, you know, I haven't been praying enough, I'm not praying enough. Um, you know, when I pray, I feel like it's more of just a ritual, I'm going through the motions, but I'm not truly in that place of enjoyment. Maybe like I used to, or maybe you've never really experienced en- uh, enjoyment and, and joy in the presence of God. We want to tell you that that is possible. And if you just open up your heart today, it's that it's that needy place, that place of dependency, of recognizing, God, apart from you, I can do nothing. I know, Lord, where I'm at. I recognize where I'm at. But God, all things are possible with you. I want to enjoy you. I want to experience you. I want to know you deeply. And so I want to encourage you with that today. And And Brian, if you have something you'd like to say, and then I'd like to go into prayer before we end today as well.
1: Yeah, I just want to circle back to this fundamental truth that, Don't worry about how you pray. Don't worry about the words you pray. And in a sense, don't even be burdened about how long you pray. Mm -hmm. Just pray. I want to start a movement on the earth called Just Pray. (laughs) Just pray and and just cry out to God. I mean, we got tiny prayers. We have great big prayers. We have long prayers, and then we have those little short prayers, like, God, give me a parking place, you know. (laughs) We've got all kinds of desires and stirrings of our heart, and when you express those to God, it's called prayer. So just learning to commune, to talk with Him, to, to walk in the Spirit with Him, to fellowship with Him... In your daily life, that is what prayer is all about. Mm. Don't feel guilty. Don't let guilt attach itself to you. Mm -hmm. Shake it off and let joy fill your heart that God delights in hearing your voice. And he's inviting you to come before him, before his face and to seek his face. And you will find him and you will take away great delight from Mm -hmm. being with him.
0: Amen. Lead us in prayer today, Brian. I know there's people that to. are hungry. People yeah. that are hungry and they're hearing our words and they're feeling the energy of the Holy yeah. Spirit right now and, and, they're, and they're ready for a breakthrough.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. all pray, everybody. Jesus, thank you that you are our prayer life. You are my prayer life. That you live to make intercession in the heavenly realm and the Holy Spirit inside of us makes intercession for us with groanings too deep for words. Two-thirds of the Trinity is praying right now. And I thank you, Father, that you hear our prayer. Thank you that you have removed every barrier, every distance, every hindrance, and we come face to face. We all want an encounter, but we can have it now in prayer. And I come before you, Abba, and I ask for the listeners and viewers today that you will give them daily encounters with your face, each day in prayer, make it real, more real than our breath, and I ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, I love your passion, Brian, and you've been like a spiritual father. You've been someone that I've gleaned from, a life that I've witnessed and observed. Um, you're not just like this in front of a camera um, on stage. You're like this always, just yeah. full of grace, and you walk in the Lord and um you know i met you in in my late 20s i'm in my early 30s now and i got a wife and i've got children and you know who knows if we'll have more children but we intend on running the race come on and we intend on completing the mission and and walking in our calling and doing it together as a family and so you've been an inspiration you know knowing that you've been a missionary a pastor itinerant a bible translator you have followed the call of god on your life and like you said, there is a kindred spirit there. I love running with people I love you, that Michael. are just in love with Jesus. Uh,
1: I love running with you, bro. And you're yeah. an example to me mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah. When you got to get around people that are just in love Come with on. Jesus, right? Because we can burn until the day that we see him face to face. That honeymoon phase is a lie from the enemy. <laughs> oh man, we can go from glory to glory, Come faith on. to faith and That's strength right. to strength. And so for those of you who uh, maybe aren't familiar with um, Dr. Brian's ministry, um, tap into the Passion Translation. Where's a one-stop shop for them so they could find the ministry.
1: thepassiontranslation.com Translation.com.
0: Okay, great. Be great. Okay, all right. And there's also Passion and Fire. Well, passionandfire.com okay. as well. That's okay. our
1: personal ministry as okay well. yeah.
0: Okay, great. And so I'll put links there below. But thank you so much for tuning in today to Awaken Podcast. Love you guys. Make sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be touched, blessed awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast.